Good evening, Patriots, and it's Sunday, August 28th in the year 2022. I'm actually in Texas right now, and um, so that means on the East Coast, you're already into Monday. <laughs> I'll get there in about an hour, it looks like. Different things doing these different times across the country. It's pretty good. So before we begin, make sure you're getting a good night's sleep, and with a good night's sleep, you need great products to sleep on. And I'm going to tell you honestly, this this trip is I'm sleeping on hotel beds, and they're good beds, but there's nothing like my pillow, and I don't have my pillows with me. My pillow and my sheets and the Giza cotton sheets and the whole my pillow arrangement. There's nothing like it. They're the best in the world, as far as I'm concerned. And you can find those at mypillow.com forward slash bards. Mypillow.com forward slash bards. Your promo code is bards, and you're going to get amazing savings. And there's all sorts of stuff going on in sales to help make that more affordable for you. You've got the buy one, get one free still going on. You've got the classic MyPillow down on sale. You've got the Giza cotton sheets. You also have other sheets on there. You have mattresses. You've got comforters. I'm telling you, all fantastic. We like this so much that at the new Bards training center that we're slowly building up, it's all going to be my pillow stuff in some of the rooms. So, including mattresses and sheets and pillows and comforters, the whole thing. So, anyway, mypillow.com forward slash bards. It is the consumer direct bypass all the distributors, bring the savings right to your door. Use your promo code bards to get those savings. You can't go wrong. So, check it out mypillow.com forward slash bards. Mypillow.com forward slash bards. A promo code BARDS. And if you want to speak to a real pillow counselor, Patriot pillow counselor, then call 800-975-2939. 800-975-2939. And you will not be disappointed. They'll get you hooked right up. That's what they're there for. So, Patriots, I've had a really nice weekend. And I want to share a lot of this with you because there's a lot of things to reflect on. Friday night, went to the Ted Nugent concert in Dallas which was amazing. I posted a couple of pictures up on the Telegram Bards FM Family Room channel, and I think Hannah's probably put some up in a couple other places. But really amazing concert. I was literally the guest of Ted and Shemaine, and we were, <laughs> if you know we're like in a, in a concert, you usually have the front barrier before the stage. We were on the other side of that barrier. And so... It was with my feet on the subwoofers. That was crazy. I could put your bottle of water and it would just bounce right off. Pretty crazy. Ted's amazing. He's got puts out an amazing concert and he's bringing some hard truth. It's probably one of the most important concert tours he's ever had in his life because he's bringing a lot of hard truth to America. And the truth is to get a spine and stand up, which is really important. Now at that at Dallas concert. I, there was Juan O'Savin. I got a chance to meet him. And anyway, and uh, Nino was there. So another podcaster. Anyway, just some interesting folks. But what was really amazing is there was three Bards FM folks that were there. And I, I had a chance to talk to briefly and see three of them because we were kind of moving around. But anyway, if, you, if you're out there and you're listening, thank you for coming. And if I missed you, I'm sorry. It was kind of a crazy night because we were moving around quite a bit, and that was really neat. But it was a nice venue. On Saturday, I went down to link up with Ted and Shemaine, and it made me brought me to their final concert in this tour in Fredericksburg, and I was a guest of the family as we flew over from Waco over to Fredericksburg, which was really nice. And so again, this was a this was really enjoyable because we got a chance to see hear the concert more from a distance, to really hear the magic of Uncle Ted's fingers do his thing. He is epically incredible on a guitar, and his message is what we need to hear, even if you don't like how it's presented. This is kind of what I'm going to dig into a lot tonight. Ted understands very clearly what's at risk and what's at risk right now. And he focuses a lot through the second amendment channels, but we're facing tyranny in this, in this nation and the federal government is out of control and they believe that they have the right to be out of control. That's the problem. 
and we're dealing with a situation where each one of us has the responsibility and accountability to start engaging with our sheriffs. Now, at the concert, I was also really honored to link up with, there was three Special Forces veterans. Two of them were were from 10th group. One of them was from 3rd group. They had, they were, they had come there to help with security. They're great guys. They brought their families. Just a really nice event. And they had a chance to meet with Ted afterwards. Had a chance to meet, meet up with them. Let me tell you, the older school Special Forces guys, they came from kind of the original roots of Special Forces, the ones that I've had a lot of privilege to work with over my life. And they are salt of the earth, and they are the, they understand what's at stake here. And they're not like anything you're going to see in these stupid Hollywood films, like SEAL Team 6 and all this other garbage where they're kicking indoors and shooting people in the face and throwing bags over people's heads. It is, it is, these guys are what are called unconventional warfare masters, specialist masters, I'm going to call it. And they understand this nature of this fight right now. And really the nature of the fight that we're in is people are having to reclaim their strength in this nation to reclaim who we are. And so much of that has been stripped on so many levels to where things are today. And that's pretty unfortunate. So it's a, and then today I'm just going to, I'll finish up kind of the weekend and we'll dig into some meat here in a minute. Um, So the concert ended fantastic. It was Ted's final concert of this tour year. Um, Great crowd, really energized crowd. And that's the one thing I will tell you that's pretty amazing is we had, there were people that I saw in the two different concerts from in their teens all the way up to literally grandmas and totally into the message and into standing up. And that's a very important indication of where we've come as a nation. And in talking to Ted and Shemaine, it, that's been the one real eye opener for them this year has been how engaged the audience has been really engaged. Now, what I want to start with here as we, I'm going to start here with a video, but I want to finish up with today. And then today I had a chance to meet up with Duncan, the kilted Christian. He came in from Austin. We had a great day and we were blessed to have Shemaine join us for part of it. And we just shared coffee and talked stories and just got to know each other better. And it's just a really good thing. I'm going to, I'm going to tell you, I don't know. I, I'm just going to say this in this way. As you meet people, and I've been very blessed to be meeting people. This is very much a, a trip about engaging people or small groups. And as I, I got a chance to meet the entire Nugent family. Now, I don't know what you know or don't know about them, but I'm going to tell you they are fantastic people. They're beautiful people that are fighting for this nation in the ways that they know how through information, through stories and through music and real inspiration. And, and Ted is a fighter. He stands up to tyranny, calls it like it is, doesn't waver, knows his laws and knows his rights and stands hard on that. So that's a great, he's a great part of this fight and the family's a great family. And that just is, again, the reinforcement of what we're trying to fight for. We're trying to reestablish the family at the end of the day. And all of that through our values in, in Christ and our, our, our rock of faith. And it's important that we keep our eyes on that as we move forward. Now, I want to play something for you here. And this is a couple minutes. This is the Bureau, the ATF, BATF, Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms. They're knocking or coming to a guy's door to confiscate what they call solvent traps. Now, these solvent traps were sold to gun owners legally, and the ATF has decided that they're a risk because they can be converted into silencers. They have no proof what this guy has done other than they have a record of him purchasing this. And I want you to listen to this discussion of the ATF engaging a homeowner in a county, and I will guarantee you they have not checked in with the sheriff. I want you to hear this. This is pretty disturbing, and this is about where we are right now. 
Hey, sir, how are you? Good. Hey, what's going on, man? How's it going? Hey, with the ATM. Okay. I'm hearing about a solvent trap that you ordered. Okay. Do you still have it? I'm not going to answer any questions. Okay. Um, well, we're actually here to recover them because they're being used as suppressors. Do you have a warrant? I don't have a warrant. If you let me finish, I can talk to you. Okay? Yep. They're being used as suppressors. Now, we're just here to pick them up. If you don't have it, you can sign that you don't have it anymore. I'm not going to sign anything. Okay, don't sign anything. So what will happen is if you're caught with it, we'll prosecute you federally. Sure. For an NFA item. Okay. Sure. Um, you're obviously going to be on the radar now. I appreciate all the cooperation. We just came to pick it up and have it destroyed. Um, but since you're being such a polite person, I mean, we'll leave it at that. That we, we know what you're using it for, correct? I mean, you bought a no, jig with it for your AR-15. I don't know what you're talking about. Exactly. So this isn't the first want, time we've done this. If you want to come back with a warrant? Mm -hmm. I mean, you can do that. Okay. Absolutely. Take your hand out your pocket for me, please. I'm sorry. Take your hand out your pocket for me. You're on my property. I can put my hands where I want them. All right. We're law enforcement. We're <laughs> talking to you in an official capacity. So you're on my property. Your hand in your pocket. So. We're, right. not, we're not trying to be be jerks here. You are, though. You're, you're, we're you're, not. You're we're the, not. You're, I mean, you're the ATF. Come we're on. idiots? No. Oh, no, I didn't say that. Oh. I said that? you're the ATF. Correct. All, your entire job is to take away people's guns. I don't think you have any idea what our job I is, I know actually. everything about your job. Oh, All it please is, tell is to me. erode the, the Second Amendment. Okay. Shall not be infringed. So, violent uh, criminals with guns that we take off the street. That's, oh, like oh. at Waco? Like oh. at Ruby Ridge? Oh, my gosh. Bro, my dogs? You need to quit. And you keep right. my dogs you in the house. You need to quit reading so many books. Break. I, yeah, it's, it's You're watching too many shows. Okay. And yeah, too many books. yeah. All right. Well, I'm sure we'll find you again someday. No, you won't. Um, yeah. Anyway, have a good one. Yeah, I you appreciate too. the cooperation. Take it easy. Yes, sir. Watch out for the dogs, guys. <laughs>
this is if you want to go back to Robin Hood and the legends of Robin Hood and the and the Shire, Sherwood Forest. I mean, that's where the origins of the Shari came from, which is literally the sheriff. It ties back to the Magna Carta. They are the only true law enforcement of the land. They are the ones that are voted in by the people. You need to be engaging your sheriff and getting down to you with your sheriff exactly what you expect of him. And that means you need to be talking to the sheriff, explaining where your red lines are, and making sure he understands that where, you, where you will and will not walk. We've seen another a- action like this where an individual called the police this was a, and it was a great response by the police. He said that there were people posing as, AT, as federal agents trying to get his guns. The police responded to the appropriate thing. The federal agents tried to push back, tell him they don't know what they were talking about. The police ended up tasing the federal agent. Good thing. I'm glad he should have tased him about 10 times. He started screaming like a little baby. See, when you start making the relationships in your community and you start talking to your local law enforcement, your local sheriff, your local police, and getting it clear where they stand, you're going to start understanding your latitudes, and they're going to understand what your expectations are. Now, the police are corporate-owned and often corporate-chartered, but the sheriff has dominion over the entire county, and the sheriff has authority over the entire county, including over the police and over the state police. They may not... If you don't have a constitutional sheriff, they may not agree with that or try to tell you it's otherwise it's garbage. The sheriff has absolute authority. The sheriff has the authority to eject any federal agent, any state agent. He also has the responsibility to protect his citizens in that county. And therefore, a sheriff that lays down the law makes it very clear, as I've interviewed at least one, which you've heard on in the last couple of days, which is that if they came into his county, They had to check in with his office. To my knowledge, my sheriff is that way back home. There's other sheriffs around the country that are standing up. These are the way sheriffs need to be, that no federal agent puts their toe in the county without checking with the sheriff first and explaining his reason and his cause of action. But the federal authorities always assume that they are superior to everybody else, and it takes a strong backbone sheriff to tell them to stand down. My personal opinion is that any federal agents working in a county without the authority and cooperation and lead of the sheriff needs to be thrown in jail and kept there without bail until they're charged, and then they need to be fined, charged with a crime, which would include hard labor. That's my personal opinion. But this is a very critical time, and I'm bringing all this up because this is a time even that has values relevant scripturally. Matthew eleven twelve. from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffers violence and violent men take it by force. There's a real passivity within our scriptures and within the teachings. And a lot of this has come from convenience and the desire not to have to do anything. And I will tell you, across it's not just in the Christian faith. It's across the entire globe. People don't like to have to commit and put themselves out in front. Our country wasn't started by people like that. Our country was started by pulpits, actually, with strong messages that understood what a red line is. And they understood that there was a point when tyranny became so bad that you had to make a choice of whether you were going to become somebody's doormat or that you were going to stand up to tyranny and take an action. And here's the difference. It wasn't random. It was led by God. That's consistent about Scripture. Follow David. Follow Joshua. They're listening to God and being led by God. And they're not immune from violence. But their actions are righteous. And this is one of these times that, you're going to have to, every single person's going to have to decide and start getting clear in your head where your red line is and where you sit with this. This tyranny is not going to stop. This tyranny isn't just going to go away and be magically okay. I'm going to play a little bit of a piece here that I think you'll find interesting. What do you think we have to do to move forward? 
Well, number one thing is you can't cl- comply your way out of tyranny. Like if You've learned that. I have learned this. My parents have been through communism for 45 years. They've endured com- communism for 45 years. They tried to comply with it, and it only got worse and worse and worse. It never got better. You can't comply your way out of tyranny. And this is what I would, the message that I would like to send out there. If people don't remember anything from this interview, it's just this. You simply cannot comply your way out of tyranny. You are either brave, you stand up now, while we still have some freedoms left, while we can go out on the street and not get shot and killed, you either stand up now or you're going to be a slave for the rest of your life. Or until when people pick up their courage and fight back like we did during the revolution, but then if they don't stand up now, if they decide to stand up later, it's going to come at the cost of their lives. Mark my words. Mark my words. If we don't do it now, it will cost the lives of many people. This is where we are. And I don't think there's any debate about that. The problem is people are still living too much in a bubble of trying to convince themselves that this is all going to go away, that somehow we're going to get back to normal. There is no normal. It's dead. And right now, when you look at the shift that's happened, when you look about out at this globally, pay close attention to who's being persecuted. The war is being waged on Christian nations, primarily on the United States, because we are probably the most, even though we, I would argue, different relationships with God, we are still a country built on the foundations of Christ and Christian values. This war is being waged here because they know that we're the kingpin for the entire world. We fall, everybody falls. But you don't see the same persecution in the Muslim cultures, Buddhism, Hinduism, Taoism. It's not happening like that. It's happening against Christians. Because through our Savior, Jesus, not only do we have a superior alliance, which our eyes are not on them, they are on through Christ to the Father, but we have been given life, which is the escape from their ridiculous Tholian web. But they aren't going to give that away to you. And as the awakening of our awareness and connection with Christ has grown across this nation exponentially, there is a direct per- parallel to the rise in the belief in Christ and the rise in the tyranny in our government. That should start clicking in people's heads. It's not accidental. It's not coincidental. It's a correlation of necessity by the elite to crush those that continue to want to seek their love and their relationship through Christ. And it's not going away. It's a serious time. And it's really been striking to me to watch crowds from a different optic. So in the last two days, as I've gone to these concerts and you watch crowds that are there just to kind of have a good time, want to grab a beer, want to grab a whiskey, whatever, as they're, as they're in the crowd listening to music. But you see, Ted's music is one thing, but his message is about the tyranny that's here. And he's talking to the crowd in that way, challenging them to stand up, challenging them to be ungovernable, challenging them to defy. And you watch over a period of an hour or so, you you watch them start to realize and have that message start to sink in a bit to where they become a little bit more courageous. But we're dealing with a lot of people in this nation that one, are not courageous. They don't want to get engaged. They don't want to be part of the change. They want to be, just, just want it to be back to normal. It's been tough. COVID's been hard on us. We need to get rid of the division. Trump was such a divisive president. All this garbage. 
And I think what we forget when we read scripture is how divisive the period was with Christ. We focus in the New Testament about the people that come to him and they want to be healed. and He's talking to the masses, but we're not considering those that are still aligned with the Pharisees and with the Roman rule. And in the end, when they are sitting there deciding who is going to be released after they've arrested him, keep in mind that the crowd cheered not for Christ, but they cheered for Christ to be crucified. People are weak. Fortunately, this country wasn't built by weak people. It was built by strong people, strong people that were able to stand behind the pulpit, even ministers, pastors. They were able to stand behind the pulpit and speak truth. And they knew the risks that they were taking. But they were the ones that led this nation to revolution. They were the ones that led this nation to stand up. Today, it's hard to find those sorts of messages. But they're here. And they're coming from different voices. This channel and Ted Nugent. And others, I'm just using this as a relative example because it's occurred to me in the last couple of days. It's like God is using whoever is going to listen to lead those voices, to lead people to stand up. This is a very serious time. And it's a time that people are going to have to revalue what is important to you. And these are heavy messages, but they have to be said. When you have the ATF going to somebody's door without a warrant and then threatening him by telling him he's going to be monitored now, that is absolute fascism. If the IRS comes to you and audits you, they have their own court system. And they have their own right to jail you outside of the normal court system. This is what they're counting on. This is tyranny. When the FBI raids you, You're already guilty. Everything in the federal system is designed that you are guilty first and then you must prove your innocence. There is is no justice in this nation anymore. And you need to appreciate that. If you're living still in this dream that somehow this is not going to come to your door, it will. But what keeps it from coming to your door is to be vocal, to be powerful in your faith, to be forward-leaning and to understand your red lines. And you're going to have to start really working to understand that your household, you must defend. Your neighborhood, you must defend. And you have to build those bridges locally. And your communities, you must be part of defending. That means building the bridges in the community through the county commissions and and the sheriffs. You have to be fearless. The beauty, this is what they hate about us, and they do hate you, by the way. But I'm not sure if they hate, they hate you, but they, I think they probably hate me more, which is okay with me, by the way. It's actually <laughs> rather enjoyable. They don't, they're just filled with wrath and hate for anybody that dares questions their authority. Because as you heard in that video, they are right. These are federal agents that think that they have the authority to take and do anything they want in your life because they're federal agents. This, like you said, they don't have a warrant. And you're going to see more and more of this. You've already seen it happen with the FBI in Mar-a-Lago. That's a massive overreach. You've seen our FBI do this all over the place. They're just a criminal organization. ATF is a criminal organization. DHS is a criminal organization. IRS is a criminal organization. HHS is a criminal organization. I can go on the list. They're all part of some mafia network to control your lives, take your money, and keep you in enslavement and keep you lock and step to the way they want you to be. And the only way... Out of this is to be ungovernable. To be loud and to be ungovernable. 
you know, when I've talked about this before from my optic and it stuns me even now when I think about it. It's just always one of these things that kind of gives me chills in my spine. And this is when Christ is being walked through the crowd. Disciples are denying him. People that knew him are denying him. This is weak and feckless human beings. And it, it disgusts me to no end. And yes, we can talk about the forgiveness and we can talk about all this, but in the moment when it counted, they weren't there. I've even had people say, well, they, they couldn't be because Christ had to be sacrificed. It's like, uh, no, there was a choice. There was a choice. And so this is what each person needs to be putting to themselves. Who are you going to be? Are you going to be that feckless fool that stood by and watched Christ get whipped and, dra- and drugged through the street or he had to walk through the streets with his flesh hanging out of his back to where you could see the bones of his ribs? Are you going to be one of those? Or are you going to be one that's going to be willing to stand and stand with and would have stood with Christ no matter the cost? That sort of resolve is what's going to save this nation. That's the resolve of that commitment. You realize there's 80 million Trump voters. And at this point in time, there's probably more than that. I would guess that at this point, we probably tipped well over 120 million, maybe even 150 million people that are aligning with President Trump. So I keep asking myself a simple question. How is it that 150 million people, which is basically half of the population of the United States, is getting run to the rails by a handful of tyrants They wear a badge, they walk around with some guns and think they're tough because they drive some up-armored vehicles. How does that happen? How does it happen? Because people have acquiesced to fear. They're afraid of standing up in front of these people. And the rationale behind it is, well, they're federal. They're federal government. Boy, this must be serious. They must know what they're doing. No, they don't know what they're doing. They know only that they're trying to enforce rules, not laws, rules, that they're making in their agencies to take your rights away. That's tyranny. And it's a tyranny that we have to confront and start being real about. 2 Samuel 5.19, Then David inquired to the Lord, saying, Shall I go up against the Philistines? Will you give them info? Will you give them into my hand? And the Lord said to David, Go up, for I will certainly give the Philistines into your hand. What does that mean? Does that mean that God turned them over so they could all have a, a Lego party? Did that mean that God handed them over so they could all have a barbecue and get along and crack a stogie and maybe shoot down a couple shots of whiskey? Absolutely not. David led through God, and God handed him the victory. And the victory was their devastation. You see, that's violence righteously where God leads. Patriots, you need to learn, we all need to learn to listen very closely to God. Because we are in this window now. This is a very serious time. And God does not expect his children to roll over and be doormats or dead cockroaches on the street because you're waiting for that hug or waiting for that divine intervention that will keep them from away. No, this is when neighborhoods come together. This is when people stand as one. This is when the country starts to say, I'm sorry, but no, you will not have this day. When you get a couple thug ATF at your door, it shouldn't be one person there as you alone against them. There should be 20 other neighbors there standing there going, excuse me, gentlemen, can we help you? Because we don't want you in this community. Get the hell out. And they're going to try to strong arm you because that's what they do. And they're going to try to give you these stories. We're here because we're taking away violent potentials off the streets. No, you're not. And unless you have a warrant to execute and unless you have all the checks and balances in place to do it right, 
You're not. You're here to intimidate. You're here to impose tyranny, and you're here to threaten individuals to try to keep them in fear so that your authority grows. That's what thugs do. And that's where we have to hold the line. Understand your red lines. Understand what God's expecting. God's not looking for feckless fools. And I don't think people will be feckless fools if they hold hard to that rock of faith and true in their faith with Jesus. Because Christ was not one. And if you're going to really walk that path, understanding you're walking the path of one of the, of the greatest warrior of all time. And that does not have anywhere in that the word fear or weakness. It means stand up and be true. Stand up and be bold. Stand up and be heard. And never, ever bow to evil. As has been said, these are the times that try men's souls. And they will try all of us. So keep pressing in and keep challenging these people. Keep exposing them. Don't stop. Don't be intimidated. If they come to your door, hold your ground. Just like that gentleman did there in that, in that piece, held his ground, he spoke the truth, and he got it back a bunch of garbage. Even the threat, well, we'll be seeing you soon. And as he said, no, you won't. Because he won't. He's a complying citizen. And unless this is tyranny that's going to kick in his door to try to frame him for something. But you see, what you really witnessed there was children in a federal badge. They didn't get their way. They didn't get what they wanted. So they threw a little temper tantrum in front of him to throw a little skit fit to try to scare him. And he wasn't shaken. He was polite, told them to watch the dogs on the way out, and they're laughing about it. Knowing them, knowing the ATF, they'd probably shoot your dogs. So just be aware because they're criminals. But hold your line, be strong, and understand the fearlessness that Christ gives. These are sorry times in our nation, a nation that was lost completely in the election of the stolen election of 2020. An election that had the manipulation hand of the, of the FBI, the CIA. The election that was controlled and influenced by almost every major power across the world. An election that was put up for sale by Dominion. An election that was rigged by mules. An election that had every dirty trick put in the book. And they're going to do it again. Don't think they're not. They're going to do it straight up again in November. So... This is the game that we're in, and where we are right now, they've reinstalled the same cronies that were in the Obama administration to fast-track this whole country into hell. And the question I keep asking is, I'm driving across this nation, and I am, and I'm looking, and I'm seeing how many good Americans are out here. There's always some dummies. But I'm looking at how many good, hardworking Americans are out here, and I'm seeing how much industry is out here, and I keep asking myself a simple question. How is it? that such a handful of fools have managed to convince the many that they've been defeated. And I come up with one answer every time. Too many people in this nation are not walking with Jesus. Because if they were, we would not be where we are. It's time to light it up. It's time to bring the real force to bear upon the people we encounter, to remind them to speak Jesus, to speak Scripture, to speak the love of Christ into their lives. And in so doing, we need to light the fires of righteousness within each one so that they understand what's at stake. We don't live in a world where we wait for somebody to fix it for us. God never offered us a world that way. That foolishness has come about over the times of people thinking somehow that 
well, God's going to come and fix it. Not understanding that every time we pray for something, God's going to work through us to fix it. Not God's going to fix it for us. That lazy view comes from way too much willingness to be complacent and to find things convenient so you don't have to lift a finger. But to quote Ted Nugent in a very epic moment, as he says, as he, I, my guitar playing is great because I'm the only guitar player you know that plays with squirrel guts underneath my fingernails. You see, his point is that sometimes you have to get dirty, and he does, and you've got to do the dirty work to make things work. That's sowing seeds the right way. Patriots, we have a lot on our plate to do. We are a remnant. It is time for us to make sure we live into that title. And that's a hard road to hoe, but it is a road that we chose to hoe with God. And as we do, the labor of our efforts, the sowing of seeds becomes very real. It's not just spiritual. It's physical hard work, and it has to be done. Because it's the one thing that keeps the enemy at bay and ultimately crushes them completely. Let's pray. Father, bless tonight as we come together, as we have sharing stories and, and just sharing the place and holding this space with you. Father, these are difficult times times that it's going to require immense courage and a really deep listening to what you put upon our hearts. This is a time when we must reflect heavily on the warriors of past, Joshua, David, Gideon, and realize all that you were putting on their heart, how you were leading them into those righteous fights. Father, we just continue to pray for that clarity that will come upon our hearts as you guide us each one of us, with fearlessness, with strength, with the clarity needed to face a tyranny that's growing immensely, growing without bounds almost, and a willingness to suppress people's rights in their own view of doing things for the power grab and the narcotic of control over a nation. We pray for the destruction of this sort of control over people. We, we pray for the absolute staying of any overreach of government. We pray for the collapse of the underpinnings of their power and to watch their houses that are built on sand collapse. And we know at the end that each one of those moments is also going to require that every patriot in this nation, every remnant understands they must hold the line and understand where the red lines are, and under no circumstances, bow or give in. We pray for the strength for that, Father. We pray for the clarity of that, and we pray for the resolve that ultimately finds its root in our Savior, Christ Jesus. And we say these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. We bring the light to expose the darkness, and our efforts are powerful. Do not underrate the power of prayer. Do not underrate the power of truth. And with that, don't underestimate your ability to hold the line and to not give in. With God, we can accomplish anything, and he gives us the strength even in times when we might doubt. And this is a time that we cannot doubt is a time that we must hold steadfast to what Father's put before us. We are behind enemy lines. And as strange as this behind enemy lines has seemed, it's actually created a hypnotic position for us to stand in. Too many people have fallen into the spell of believing that convenience and ease and normalcy and is just a way of life as they slowly tighten the noose and squeeze us into submission. But those few that see clearly, those few that understand what's going on, they are that remnant, strong in Christ, strong on the rock of faith, understanding clearly what our mission is. Because we also understand that nothing can, nothing can defeat us because we've already been given life everlasting. 
That's the fearless walk which we make in the face of this tyranny and evil. And it's that walk, it's that persistent push, it's that sacrifice we make that will destroy this evil and preserve liberty and sovereignty for generations yet unborn. Have a very blessed night. I'll see you tomorrow afternoon for Bended Knee. Until then or until the next time. Keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil. Never relent. Always press into the fight. God is with us. He'll never forsake us. And in the end, God will always win. But we are here in this time, in this place, for just such a time as this. We are at war, patriots. Walk boldly and fearlessly with Christ. Occupy the land. Expand the kingdom. Mission forward. I'll see you tomorrow afternoon for Bended Knee. Until then or until the next time, God bless. Good night. Thank you. And out for now. All this time we had to prove that we could stand here too. All the nights been pushing through, fight for all we had to lose. Reaching out for something to pull us up to the level ground. Oh, I can see it now. To what we know